Hello, welcome to the Monday, July 26, 2016 edition of the Sandsnet Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. NIST published a preview of the next version of its digital authentication guide. Haven't read all of it, but one of the highlights that has been noted is that out-of-band authentication using SMS is deprecated according to this new standard. Now, as an alternative, they offer the use of a mobile application. They also state that push notifications are okay if they provide sufficient entropy, 64 bits of entropy, which of course isn't really true for these usual five digit numbers. Now, if you do have an authenticator with a smaller entropy, then you do need to implement a throttling mechanism in order to prevent brute forcing. Remember, a few months ago, Facebook had a problem with this where you could essentially just brute force the identification number that was sent via email or SMS. Now, in the meantime, what they're saying is if you're still using SMS, you can continue to do so for now, but you do need to make sure that the receiving number is actually a number on a mobile carrier and not a voice over IP number or a number provided by some kind of software service. So in short, if you are using SMS messages right now, you have to make sure that the recipient is actually on a mobile network, not on a voice over IP system. In the future, it sounds to me like systems like Google Authenticator, for example, are still okay, but with systems like Google Authenticator that pro provide pretty short identifiers, you do need to make sure that you prevent brute forcing. NIST guidance typically applies to the federal government, but a lot of private industry standards are referring to NIST guidance, so it may apply to you even if you are not dealing with the federal government. On the Internet Storm Center website, we do offer SMS messages as a backup for your two-factor Google authentication token. It's an option, and for now, I plan to keep the option alive and essentially leave it up to you if you would like to sign up for it or not. And Palo Alto is reporting about interesting new ransomware. The ransomware is actually based on pretty old code. It was known as Posh Coder, now known as Powerware, because it is really just using PowerShell to encrypt your files. It uses a fairly simple static key that can actually be recovered from the system. So pretty easy to break this particular ransomware, but in order to increase their chances of intimidating users and getting paid. The latest version of this particular powerware ransomware does claim to be Locky. Now, Locky is one of the more popular known and famous cryptoware versions for which there is no decryptor available. So essentially, this cryptoware tries to trick the user into believing that they got hit by Locky. And as a result, of course, the user isn't aware that there is a simple workaround to recover the key and decrypt their files. 
SAP security company Onapsis released details regarding a number of vulnerabilities in SAP's HANA product. These vulnerabilities do reach from SQL injection vulnerabilities to remote code execution, but also include, for example, a brute force vulnerability that would allow a remote unauthenticated attacker to receive high privileges on a HANA system. In addition to HANA, Trex is also affected. Again, remote command execution and also arbitrary file write, remote directory traversal and remote file read vulnerabilities are being patched and again have been announced by Onapsis. And if you're playing Pokemon Go and are wondering what kind of information about your Pokemon hunting is left on the device, Cindy Murphy published an interesting blog article with some of the details she found on the iOS and Android version of the application. With iOS, I don't see anything in her blog that points to, for example, direct geolocation information, even though she has some suggestion where the information may be located. For Android, she was able with some help uh, to actually decode that data and recover geolocation information from the Android Go application. Well, that's it for today. And just as a reminder, if you have any suggestions, if I missed any stories, if I got anything wrong, please use the isc.sans.edu contact page. Also, I always appreciate reviews on iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you find these this podcast. Thanks and talk to you again tomorrow. Bye.